What is the sound of one podcasting? What's up, listeners? What's up, listeners? We're here to do the podcast again. We're here to do the podcast again, episode if you can handle it. 35? Yeah, 35. That's this a lot of podcasts. 35. That's a, I don't know. I did a podcast once that was like 200 episodes. That doesn't sound real. Podcasts don't go up that high. It's against the uh, law. Yeah, you have to stop at 127. I thought it was 151, because you can't have more podcasts than there are Pokemon. Uh, We could only we barely had enough megabytes left for oh that's a better joke anyway podcast podcast <laughs> what i do this time i'm really into how good that joke was that i never even got around to saying it it got zero laughs anywhere <laughs> no one listening to it thought it was funny but zach is like yeah that's a good joke that is a better joke just, just, and it was it's satisfying enough to me to move on yeah and so we'll move on I, zach yes hi you were in the desert of the real uh i was in some kind of desert yeah the gerudo desert area uh i previously did the divine beast and i was challenged by uh Riju to help out the people of the town so so that she would loan me the Thunder Helm. Uh, so I did that, uh, which means I did a million side quests and explored, by and large, the majority of the desert. Uh, there's a couple little places, nooks and crannies that I might get to in another episode, but uh, we'll get through most of it right now, I think. Uh, the desert is... It's kind of too bad. Why? Sorry. Good. Um... Uh... What was the other place where, in order to do something, you had to do all the side quests around? Oh, it was that uh, shrine in Kakariko Village, where yeah. you have to one hundred percent the town before you can do this one. Yeah, that was a little um, clumsier than this. I like this better. Well, I guess like the narrative framing is better, of course, because in Kakariko, like the. <laughs> The Firefly quest somehow unlocks this drama with the guy in the Yiga. Yeah. It, was uh, it doesn't make any sense. Kind of just arbitrary gating. Which but is, yeah. in both cases, it's kind of like, I would like for these side quests to be able to, you know, hang out on their own and... Uh, you know, you do these quests or you get involved in these little stories for their own sake instead of things like the Thunder Helm forcing you to... Uh, it, it turns all the side quests into checkboxes on a bigger quest instead of letting them breathe and, you know... Uh, uh, I still like I, it. I, just because I want everything to be optional. That's... Okay, I can see that. But Anyway... But there's a zillion quests. You need quests. to do all the quests. And a I, zillion of I them. I did all zillion quests. Uh, including one where a lady named Isha wants to open her jewelry shop back up. Uh, but she's out of flint. And You need flint to make jewelry. jewelry. I don't know how jewelry works. I'm going to assume this is 100% correct. I have so much flint. So I just yeah. handed her like 10 pieces. And so she opened the jewelry shop back up. I would describe Zach as 
chapter one of Mother Three. Oh, sure. Uh, I bought out the store. So she opened up this jewelry shop and I said, I want one of everything, please. And I spent a lot of money on this. And I bought all these jewelry pieces of armor and I don't know if they're good or not. I've not been able to surmise like if Did you buy the diamond tiara? I had the diamond tiara already because okay. you find I was one. Gonna say. I found one at the Maze Labyrinth Island thing. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I bought all the jewelry here too. I'm pretty sure that other clothing is better. Yeah. I, I did a lot of clothing stuff this time playing, and it feels like if you just have like a fully upgraded set of armor that does the thing you're after, then that's better. With yes. the exception of the diamond head thing, because it like provides guardian resistance, which... But you can get guardian resistance from the ancient armor. <gasps> oh! that's I'm missing that still. I have not gone back to buy any of that yet. That's why it was not like in my head at all. I gotta go back there. I gotta go see yeah. my friend Robbie. Right. And buy an ancient bow and put it on my wall at home. The thing is, most of these jewelry items, they're mostly earrings, right? It's like, yeah, earrings and then a couple, like one tiara. Uh, Yeah, I feel like if you could equip these in your accessory slot instead of your head slot, then they would be useful and worth the price to be able to have a little bit of elemental resistance on top of your complete outfit you know what i mean yeah but they don't want to get too if they go too much in that direction it becomes a different kind of game no uh, yeah that's true but i wonder if because like they're not a good investment is the thing uh -huh. i wonder if maybe they were designed with a different uh equipment system in mind could be I wonder if internally there's like a team, members of the team that are like, look, we can put stats on items and surface those numbers and then add more slots. And they're like trying to turn it into like every other game. Yeah. And they, I, I think fortunately, other voices on the team say, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it's fortunate for the game overall. It's unfortunate for this shop. Yeah. Or like. And it's unfortunate for the items themselves, which don't have souls so i don't really feel bad for them but they are kind of cool looking and it would be nice if they they're like cool looking useful. as models but like as far as making link run around it's so small on his profile that like you can hardly well, tell that's true. yeah i guess if you just want to have a hat that gives you stats that doesn't look like much like a hat that's the way to do yeah, it yeah if you want to be able to see link's hair yeah yeah uh okay there's that side quest there's the side quest where there's that secret locked door that has a passcode in town yes the trick to this one i had just conflated this quest with another quest in my head and so i was like gonna go do something way more complicated and then i realized oh wait no all i have to do is the ladies at the bar mm -hmm. know how to get into the secret club and you have to eavesdrop on them and they're the patio of the bar faces like a tall window in somebody else's house yeah and you can go into that house and listen in on their conversation where they reveal the password um they had an eavesdropping tutorial back in hateno village yes 
And this is where that pays off. This and is I like think nowhere else. The only other place where this is relevant. Amazing. Uh, but it's really good. It's real good. It makes me worry for that poor person that has to live next to a bar. Um, and hear all those conversations. I mean, th- and that might be like a good conversation. You know, who knows yeah. if it gets rowdy at night and you're trying to sleep. Oh, I. I or maybe she works at the suddenly. bar. I don't know. Huh. Uh, um. And so the password is wait, GS. I want to say okay. When when people get around to doing ROM hacks of Breath of the Wild oh, yes. and making their own levels, yes. they'll use this mechanism a lot more. Oh, that'd be cool. They'll have the level that's just eavesdropping on people. It's like you need to eavesdrop on a certain person and they make this like crazy stealth labyrinth to get there. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like the ego labyrinth, but like way harder. Mm-hmm. And then you have to get the code and then get back to a different door somewhere to get through the level. Uh, it's th- they haven't fully figured out ROM hacking, uh, so all they can do is edit Gerudo Village. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be too bad because, like, at least that's an interesting environment. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I feel Let's like do that. I feel like the the user created content I've seen for Breath of the Wild in that way are like we figured out how to generate a room, but we have to just suspend it over Hyrule Field. <laughs> yeah. There's like the one where somebody did Bob on Battlefield or something, or like Womp's Fortress or something like that, yeah, yeah. but it's like suspended above Hyrule Field because like that's the only place we know how to put it right now. Someday they'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the password is gold, silver, crystal. <laughs> Which is the only way, the, the only, the, the letters are GSC and that's all I can see when I see that. Um, um, now there's a symbol after that in the password, right? It's a diamond. I think that that might be randomized, that part. Oh, that's cute. I'm not totally sure, but... But that's it's, it actually stands for the Gerudo Secret Club, which is where you go in when you... Yes. You know, and there's a lady that just sells armor. She sells armor, and she is aware that you are a man. And she only sells, like, this male clothing. Right. And it's illegal to sell the male clothing. Uh-huh. But she does it anyways because she's cool. And I guess all the other Gerudo think that's cool that she's breaking the law. The thing is, uh, I feel like this game actually does something very interesting with gender that we start to see. It's maybe the most vivid here, but there are shades of it. In um, the encounter we had with Muava and uh, the encounter we had with Vilia, where, like, the face of Gerudo Village is only women are allowed. But that's, like, the official story. And inside Gerudo Village, there are all these people who kind of... They agree that gender is, to an extent, a performance. Mm -hmm. And if you can play along with the appearances of things, then you can get away with anything. Mm. And so it's, um, I think it's very interesting. And I wish I had thought more about this before (laughs) I started talking. Because there's a blog post here. Uh, sure. Anyway, 
the 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 secret club is all dark, and you can get the Vol clothes, and the, that's a cool set of clothes. It is a cool set of clothes, and it, you can actually upgrade it, unlike the uh, the other gear to clothing. Oh yeah, so that's actually like something you could run. Like I wore it running around the desert this time. Uh, you also get the radiant armor here. Yeah, the radiant armor is <laughs> kind of hilarious. I haven't used it yet. And I know there's, like, one extremely good use case for it that I have already done. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Because it's... So the Radiant Armor, it's like a black skin suit, but it projects a skeleton at night. So you're just running around in this, like, glow-in-the-dark skeleton outfit. Yeah. That would have been really useful when I was doing the Thyphal Ruins. Oh. Does it actually illuminate? I have to assume it does, right? Uh, I I could believe either way. (laughs) I don't know. Um, that would be really cool, and that's too bad that you you even if it does work, you can't really get any use out of it. Yeah, it's weird. It's cute, but Thyflo Ruins is another mechanic that will be used to great effect in ROM Hex. Oh, I bet. But you have to like make sparks. But like the the Radiant Armor is like basically like a luchador costume. Yeah, it rules. It's great. It's very good. And when you dye it, it makes it glow different colors. <gasps> Does it? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. The, the armor designers in this game had a great time. Yes. Uh, okay, there's a lady... No, there's a little girl named Dahlia who cleaned out... <sighs> the best quest. She cleaned out this disused alley that, like, there was nothing there before. And she's like, hey, I was just gonna, like, plant a garden here because that seems like a cool thing I could do. And she's like, and I've been trying, but I keep cleaning it up, and some jerk keeps littering. And it I... it, it bears noting that this is the, she looks like she's five years old, right? She's got the child, and she has this like community model. service project. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, somebody keeps littering, and it just keeps it won't stop. I don't know where it's coming from. Can you figure out what's going on? I really would like to just plant these plants. She gets really upset too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so this is a good character, Dahlia. Good character, good quest because you have to like notice that there are discarded melon rinds like falling down uh-huh. from the fountain above. Uh Gerdu- there are aqueducts all over the roofs of this town. Yeah, I don't think we talked about the town in that way. The town is like built around a spring and like the rocks of the spring and then they kind of made adobe walls uh-huh. all around and from then... ground level it looks like a very generic desert town but when you get up on top they have like really nice like blue mosaic channels yeah for this water to flow through and they're carrying it all through the town which keeps it nice and cool and then like gives everybody access to water and it's very smart yes and in this case, there are melon rinds running down the current. Yes! So good. It's so really good. good. And so you follow those to, like, a part on the canal where there's just a girder lady just sitting there snacking on, like, the biggest pile of melons. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's an incredible animation where she will just, like, chomp on it and then have a rind and then just toss it. The best. It's really good. Uh, you can talk to her, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm littering. What about it?" And her she, name is Kaliban. Kaliban. 
and she will refuse to stop unless you bring her 10 wild berries. Uh, wild berries only grow in, like, the snowy areas. Yes. They're not easy to get your hands on. Um, for me, they feel like one of the rarer fruits, possibly because they're so small that you don't really notice them when you're running past them. I had a lot, uh, so it was not a problem to hand of her 10 of them. Did. I have a lot of, like, everything. Not anymore. We'll talk about <sighs> that. Uh, and then she eats those and, like, hey, these are pretty good. And she's like, hey, I, I was kind of being a jerk. I'll, I'll, I'll stop. And then she stops and then helps cleans up the alley uh and then i think she gives some of the seeds of the wild berry to dahlia yeah i have she did she it's that in the text that she gives the seeds to her i forget i haven't been back after i kind of for some reason i want to say that like the seeds flowed down the aqueduct into the alley and started growing there i can believe that but I guess there are wild bears growing there now, right? Um, eventually, yeah. Okay. I don't know if they show up right away. I haven't been back to really look. What if they put farming mechanics in this game? Uh, sure. Why not? I don't need every game to be Stardew Valley, but what if this game was just slightly more Stardew Valley? Hmm. Who would you want to marry? Uh. What's the funniest option here? Can't be any of the uh, champions. Oh, I don't know. Pass. I got no good joke here. Um, okay. There's what else? There's a lady. There's a Gerdo lady named Milena, uh, who's in the town, and she's talking to the guards. And her husband is sick. Her husband, who is not in this game, because can't come into the town so we don't know where he's at he's just out there somewhere uh but she needs some guts from a molduga to treat his illness yeah i can't think of anyone either yeah i i had i was trying to think of a good punchline to that and i got nothing uh oh well yeah what's a molduga uh we'll talk about it when we run into one they got guts and uh that this lady needs those guts you know who else has guts uh barda the guard who had previously been imprisoned at the ega clan hideout oh i was gonna say ness from mother two uh that's right that is the game he is from from super smash brothers (laughs) um what is barta doing uh she's the lady that was at the ega clan hideout when you go there uh she's gone out and is missing again uh, she was off looking for some Leviathan bones, and so the guards are like, hey, you should probably go find her again. Uh, and that's all the quests, that's so why I quested up. I got all quested up, and okay. then I decided to go check the desert. I went in counterclockwise fashion, like in Dune, the board <laughs> game. Okay. I started out in the Great Cliffs area, which is kind of near a Karakara outpost. Um... Sure. Which I'm distracted because Karakara Outpost is like dry, dry outpost in Japanese, which makes oh, it, it which makes it the same as like all the other Mario names for everything. Wow. 
I ran I ran into that again and I was like, oh yeah, huh, that's just Nintendo loves to recycle names. Uh in the Great Cliffs area, it's like engulfed in a sandstorm. Uh, which is a recurring motif throughout this area where like different parts Everything has a sandstorm in it until you clear the shrine. Yeah. There are like three or four different sandstorm spots that you have to clear a shrine to clear the sandstorm. Huh. Uh, and so this one's here, and but this one clears up during certain times of day. And I don't know if you were to go into the sandstorm here if it would just like knock you out. Probably not. Uh, I don't think so. They don't seem to do that. They seem to use the sandstorms just to like mess with your slate. And yeah. make it hard to see where you are. Yeah, the visibility becomes really low, and you get no radar, which is fun. It's good. It's a. It's. I. I like it better than arbitrarily kicking you out, like in the Lost Woods. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. Yeah, so I ran in here. I ran in when everything had been subsiding, and I ran so fast that I, because I thought it was going to go away, that I ran straight into like a giant pile of enemies and had to fight my way out, and it was very funny. Ah. I've hit the point cool. in the game where I'm so strong that, like, running unprepared into an encounter is not that bad. Fun. So it's, it's fun. Sometimes it's fun. Uh, this is Dako Ta Shrine. This is... <laughs> another recurring motif is electricity puzzles. Oh, sure. This is the one... Which one is this, Ryan? It's a kind of a gauntlet of electricity puzzles. Uh, oh, you already said it was electricity puzzles. It's a very vertical, and there's a lot of places where uh, you need to electrify things, but there are also just pieces of metal around for you to electrify and accidentally shock yourself. Yes, that's a common thing that's been happening to me lately. <laughs> um, this I, I I something about this puzzle. I guess it's a lot of platforms that only move when you when they're powered you know and that can be kind of frustrating and slow so it's not one of my favorite shrines is this the one i've got to look at a picture of this one because i forgot uh okay this is the one where i tried to get around some of the puzzle by like picking up an electrified there's like a part where how do you describe it there's a platform that only moves when there's electricity passing to a receptacle on one side of a chasm and you have to like take the thing powering it and bring it back to the other side in order to power something else to move on in the level and i refused to like try and do it the the regular way and i tried like picking up the electric generating thing little cube and like mm. run across the like the conduit wire to get back across it didn't work <laughs> i kept falling uh you can also soft block this one i remember this one now yeah it you is possible soft lock it it is possible to soft lock this one you have to leave and come back in huh it's kind of a mess kind of a mess of one well, I'm not a fan. I think there are uh, better versions of this in this playthrough. Well, let's go. Uh, there's another sandstorm in the northwest part of the desert. And there's like a shrine quest where they talk about the helpful warrior statues that like point towards it. Uh-huh. Um, 
This leads to Kema Zeus Shrine. It's called a delayed puzzle. Oh, this one's really simple. There's a lightning orb that keeps getting bounced back and forth by like the the little pendulum platforms. Pistons. Pistons, yeah. And there's like a, and you need to get that orb to to progress in the the chamber. Yeah. And you're supposed to like stasis it probably, and like knock it off of its trajectory so it just bounces somewhere else. But I managed to worm my way into a spot where I was able to magnesis it. Yeah, the Zelda Dungeon video also uses magnesis in kind of a cheesy looking way. It does look cheesy, but like the game does very little to prevent you from doing it. Right. It it's it is kind of one of those uh one of the shrines that was designed in kind of a like we said before, but it bears re re repeating how they could design these shrines to be solvable in one particular way, but they just don't bother to introduce all of the rails that they would need to because yep. they're okay with you doing something else. Um, it just occurred to me, there are a couple of, um, they're kind of like crystal switch things that you need the lightning orb to activate. Uh-huh. Do those turn on if you shoot electric arrows at them? <laughs> okay, that was the other thing that happened in that previous shrine. Oh. Um, I tried to do, I, this is where I almost got stuck. That's right, I forgot about that. That same one from before, uh, in the previous shrine, uh, there are those little, like, lightning receptacle things, and I tried to use, like, an electric weapon to bring a platform mm. up instead of retrieving the box, mm. uh, and it's miserable, and I think my thing broke in the halfway uh, halfway up, and so I had to like very carefully throw the box up so that I could use the rest of the uh, elevator. So the answer is yes, but it's a pain in the butt. Well, like the weapons, I can see how they would. Like Link doesn't know how to lean something against something else. Absolutely not. He can not. only drop things on the floor. That is outside but, of his his ability. But when you um. When you use a shock arrow on one of those receptacles, switch things, uh, d- does it turn on? Did you use arrows? Like momentarily. It's just like a blip. Okay. It's a blip. It's oh, not, it's that not, it's, sucks. It's not, the, it's not the what you're looking for where it's going to stick in and just keep shocking. Grr. Yeah, there's not a good way. You can't just tap a thing onto a thing. Link is not that smart. I guess not. Uh, the boy does all right, but he's not that smart. Here's an idea for a ROM hack. Let's go. Zelda does all these shrines and is smart. Uh, I play that. That sounds great. Yeah. Zelda and here's play. the thing. Okay, I'm apologizing in Let's advance. Go. She's not going to be strong. She's not going to be like, I know that you want to play as Zelda and she swings a sword around and kills things. The problem is that now she can do everything. It's not as fun. In order for it to be a puzzle game, she has to be weak. Not because she's a girl, but because she's the person who can lean things. It's a balance issue. I always thought it would be fun to do a game where, like a puzzle game, where like an LOZ style. The the, the, the secret story behind LOZ, right, is that the dungeons that house the Triforce pieces there 
like aren't created by Ganon. Those were like put by some good guy long ago to hide the pieces, right? Like that's the. That's, I have no idea, but that that's, sounds that's, cool. That's the conceit, right? So okay. it would be really fun to do like a tile based, like dungeon building game, where you as like a Zelda it doesn't have to be Zelda theme, but like a Zelda style princess or whatever had to like walk through and build the different rooms and put monster encounters into them uh-huh. but you have to do it backwards so you're still able to get out of the dungeon afterwards okay okay because you can't walk back through any of the hazards you just kind of like have to back your way through it and do it all like i feel like there's a really good potential to do a weird puzzle game like that yeah i have this vision of placing a locked door and that causes a key to enter my inventory something yeah and then i have to place it somewhere yeah and you have to do it all in the right order or else you get stuck in the in the maze yourself and then you get a game over except for like the final done where you have to lock yourself at the very back of it (laughs) and that's the end and that's the end of the game okay yeah i want to play this uh and i also want dampe to be involved uh I'm okay he, with he that. knows how to do this already i'm okay with that Dompe's a good character to bring back yeah um i went over to the toruma dunes uh and that's just where i ran into the first of four moldugas in the desert what is a molduga it's like a sand whale looking thing i don't know how to describe this guy it's like a whale in the sand with teeth it swims so, in the sand. would you say that it's like a sandworm? But it's not wormy at all. Um, I, don't, I don't think these things look wormy. What do you think? They're long. Um, they do have, like, a big back fin, like a whale, so that's a good comparison. They don't have much for limbs. Do they even have, like, front fins? Yeah, they've got fins on the side, like little tiny okay. wimpy fins. Really, no, they're little little appendages or little hands. I'm looking at some. I, I pulled up uh, image search for Moldy. I don't really want to look up image search for them because they're kind of gross looking. They are kind of gross looking. It's so this is like a, a sandworm kind of enemy that's in the desert. It's a it's a mm-hmm. mini boss encounter, like your taluses and lionels and stuff. Um, and they have the best music. It's pretty good music, and it's got like two steps to it, which is fun. Yeah. Uh. And so they're here. They're pretty simple to fight. They're very like they're they're very they're a very Zelda enemy, where if you're just walking on the sand, they come get you like a graboid. But if you get on the rocks, then they can't get you like a graboid. <laughs> and then so you throw if you throw a bomb onto the sand, they hear it, and then they go and chomp it, and then you blow it up like a graboid. And then you run at it and you can stab him a whole bunch. And that's when the music uh-huh. pitches up and gets really excited when you need to attack yeah. it. And it's really fun. Molduga is in the long line of weird Zelda enemy hybrid things. Yes. It's a combination of the mold prefix that comes from uh-huh. Moldorm, which is a okay. commonly recurring Zelda type enemy. And then Dig Dog, ah. which is the Zelda 1 eyeball enemy that I don't know exactly what it's supposed to be. Uh, 
So it's the the mold and the duga slapped together but, to be this weird new creature. Now, so it's not related to Lanmola? Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't think so. I think when I... At some point, I went, like, tinfoil hat, and I made a chart uh, that I'm looking at right now of, like, all the different weird worm monsters and see how they relate to each other. Okay. And so... I remember this chart. You have, like, the moldworms and the ones that have, like, similar names. And it gets really confusing because, like, in Japanese, you have moldorm, like, moru, moru do... I can't say Japanese pronunciations correctly but there's like moldworm and then there's things that get translated as moldworm mm. and they have the same pronunciation in Japanese as far as I can tell sure uh land mola land mola and there's like different mola things as well but it's not the same as molu okay uh you also have enemies that get called moldworms that are actually tails in Japanese uh-huh they're like tails and then there's different like variations on tails sure so it's a giant mess molduga seems to be just a combination of the mold prefix and the uh the dig dogger uh okay. suffix that they just made a weird sand monster wheel guy out of all uh, right which doesn't feed into that too much thankfully uh, i'll post this obnoxious chart on twitter when this episode yeah comes. I need to revise it, because I think I disagree with my conclusions I made when I did this, like, a year ago. Ah. You weren't thinking straight. You're just constantly at war with your past self. Um, yeah, they're cool. Like there's that Dexter's Laboratory movie. There's a whole bunch of these guys in the desert. Uh, it'd be kind of funny if they threw one at you somewhere else, actually. They should do that in Breath of the Wild, too. Or in the ROM hack. And Yeah, in my ROM hack, they show up in all sorts of weird places. You, you walk out of the uh, of the Chamber of Resurrection, <laughs> and that cutscene plays as a Molduga just comes up and eats you. All right, that's my that's my Kaizo moment. Uh, um, oh, so good. There, you fought a total of four of them in this session. Yes, I'm. I kind of think that though there might only be four of them. I think there are only four in the game. I think there. I think there's a bigger one in the DLC. But we'll see what happens what? when we get there. When we get there, uh, you're not supposed to know about. I the DLC. know about all sorts of stuff you don't know about that I know about. Um, bu- 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 oh, okay. So the specific Muldoo guy I ran into first. I got his guts, by the way. Okay. And I eventually, I don't even know if I put it in my notes, but I eventually brought them back and gave them to the lady, and she was very happy. Uh, right. this Muldoo is hanging out by, like, four platforms that have torches on them. And mm-hmm. I see a torch, I light the torch, so I lit those torches pretty quick, and a shrine popped out. It was Thokayu Shrine, which was just a freebie. Okay. Uh, a lot of shrines in the desert that I had no memory of. This is area of the game that I explored very little. Yeah. A part I had been to before is in the very southwest of the entire map. Ah, uh, yes. There's a, another one of those sandstorms down here. You get past it, and you find uh, several things. Uh, the okay. biggest obvious one is the last Leviathan. Whoa! Now, did you check it for wings? There was, like, a weird appendage that might have been a wing, but I couldn't, like, 
I'm not a bone scientist, I guess. A skeletonologist. Yeah. A necromancer. <laughs> uh, and so I could, I'm like, that might be a wing. I'm not sure. That is the wind fish. I, okay. You say so. I'm okay with that. You desecrated the wind fish's skeleton. Not really. Walking around, climbing on top of it. Oh, I just climbed a little bit. That's visiting fine. a fairy fountain. Yeah, so there's a fairy there's fountain. A fairy fountain there's a fairy there. fountain under there. It is the final fairy fountain in the game. I paid 10,000 rupees to unlock it. Whoosh. Uh, which may, means I can now upgrade my stuff to the fullest. So I spent a solid 20 minutes upgrading equipment. <laughs> I just sat there. I was set, I sat, I'm just like, okay, well, let's see which, how much damage I can do. I wasn't able to upgrade everything, but I upgraded a considerable amount of stuff. Wow. Uh, including several pieces of equipment to the highest level, which is very cool. Um, I think I upgraded my climbing equipment most of the way there. That's what I usually wear. If I'm just yeah. like wearing something, I'll just like I'll just put the climbing equipment on. It's fine. Yeah, because I feel like that's what I do the most of. I feel like I'm gonna regret saying this. I feel like I Uh-oh. should upgrade all the stuff all the way. We'll see if I get. <gasps> I don't know how much grinding that entails. I bet it entails... It's an, a lot of grinding. I bet it entails an annoying amount of grinding. I tried to upgrade everything all the way, and it was too much grinding. I gave up. Okay. I'll keep that in my back pocket and think about it. Uh, what else is over here? There's a shrine! They give you a shrine as like a way of saying, hey, thanks for coming out all this way. <laughs> it's a... Uh, who's this? This is Hawa Koth Shrine. Which is another electricity one. This one's funny though. Uh, yes. This 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 one's got a good sense of a uh, comedy to it. There's like a chain that you clearly there's like a chain ball. Uh huh. That connects to a that has. How do, is the chain itself electrified? No, the chain is not electrified. But you have to like get this chain to get to connect to electrified part. Yes. But it's wrapped around a pole. So you have to sit there and get it untangled. Yes. It's not. It's something that this game doesn't do enough that they totally could do more, which would be very funny. Yes, just making things a little extra inconvenient. Uh, and not to... readily identifiable as inconvenient either. Uh-huh. You like go to pull it and you're like, eh, eh, why is it stuck? Yes. Just like real life. Also, I think I, I want to take a moment to appreciate that like, a, a chain being wrapped around something is a completely normal problem in this game. And the problem isn't with how, like, impossible it is to do something wrapped around something else in a video game. Like, it's 2017 and you can have a chain wrapped around a pole in a totally normal way. It's It doesn't have to be, like, a sprite of a chain that turns into a sprite of a straighter chain or something. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It's wild that we live in this this fantastic universe of Zeldas and dragons and yep. chains. It's good. Uh, there's a bridge that has a bunch of, like, receptacles on it for electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a big bait and switch because if you walk with the, like, electric orb in your hands and set off one of those things, it dumps you into the water. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fantastic. Great. A plus. Very good. 
the last part, you need to like get a big gear out of a closet. And to unlock the closet, you have to manipulate... How do I describe this with words? There's it's a... impossible. No, I got it. There's a platform that can be slanted away from you or towards you. And on that platform are a bunch of sliding blocks. Uh, you can arrange the sliding blocks in such a way that a current will pass between them to unlock the thingy the the closet um but you have to like you have to manipulate some stuff with stasis on this big block puzzle Mm -hmm. to get them to line up properly and i did not see the very obvious solution in how to do this and instead chose a much dumber way to do it which was i would get it most of the way there and then have everything slide back the other direction Uh and then right when everything lined up correctly i would stasis it (laughs) and then run over and grab the thing before our stasis ran out yeah that's not how you're supposed to do it. that is extremely not how you're supposed to do it and i spent way too much effort doing it this way but it worked the game let me use my dumb option congratulations thank you what else is over here oh barda was here oh the, yeah the lady we were looking for uh she says she'll go back but she wants a durian first because i guess the game doesn't have pineapples um i'm pretty sure that not only did i not have the wild berries for uh Caliban when i talked to her and i had to like walk all the way over somewhere else and get the wild berries and walk back uh, but I didn't have a durian for Barto when I found her here, so I had to go somewhere else and find a durian. For durians, I I like to cook those and eat those. Exactly. But I specifically will not let myself until right now, until now not let myself go below like ten of any item. Good grief! Because I am a hoarder at heart. I guess. Uh, I've got the, I have the mentality. I could see it, I could feel it, but I fight against it every day. Nearby, the thing is, I don't even have the energy to pick up this many things. Oh, I pick up everything I see. Okay, I, I so guess that's stuff. the hoarder mentality. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm the guy. Um, encumbrance is a villain. Let's see. The Arbiter's Grounds is where I went to next. Ah, yes. The Arbiter's Grounds is a famous place of Twilight Princess. Now, am I remembering correctly that it's the Pit of a Hundred Trials? No, but there is a Pit of a Hundred Trials in the desert in Twilight Princess. Okay. The Arbiter's Grounds is the desert dungeon in Twilight Princess. It's sort of a mishmash of the spirit temple and the forest temple somehow uh, because there are ghosts because it does the whole four ghost thing at the very beginning of the dungeon Fun. and then you get past that and then it just kind of becomes like desert dungeon okay but it's desert dungeon throughout also uh and then you get an insanely weird item that lets you like ride rails and stuff because it was 2007 <laughs> Yeah, famous location of Twilight Princess. The ruins here don't really match up to anything from the game, though. 
I never, I had to see, I, I, I never sought this place out my first playthrough. I just found out later it was in the game. It's like, oh, Arbiter's Grounds is in Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, really? But, like, you look at it and it's like, eh, it's not even really sure. They used the name for another ruin. Okay. They must have been tempted to recreate the geometry on more of these locations they, that they're with referencing. This one they, with this one, they could have. Arbiter's Grounds has, like, very, like, uh, identifiable, like, spires on it. That they could have just poured. They they ported assets from other, or they they like used assets from other stuff in that way. They yeah, the, but if you if you do it too much, it becomes like those maps on <laughs> forums where yeah. it's like the, the forest temple moved from here to here. Yep. Yeah. So they didn't do that, but they but they reused the name. There's a Molduga here. And you killed the Molduga. I killed every Molduga. They are extinct until the next Blood Moon. Okay. There is a couple more things. There's Misei Suma Shrine, uh, which I ran up to, and I couldn't activate because slumped over the little iPad reader uh, was a Gerda woman. Hey. Her name is Pokey, and she's pretty sure she's dying. She's not dying. And she's like, my last request is that I need a Noble Pursuit beverage. So, uh, yeah, they have Noble Pursuits at the the bar in Gerudo Town. The Noble Canteen. Oh, okay. And I forget that it was called that. Noble Pursuit seems like a very specific name for a drink. I, I guarantee it's got to be made up for this game. I nope. know, but like... Uh, of course it's made up for this but why where does that come from oh i don't it's, know it's like if you asked i feel like if you asked zelda game people to come up with names of fake mixed drinks or whatever noble pursuit is they would come up with a bunch of things that sound like drink names and noble pursuit is like a phrase I can see Noble Pursuit as a drink name. I think it would be, yeah. It would I be can see it as a drink name in real life. In That's real life, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't come off as. It does not a come drink off as name in here because yeah. it's. It feels out of place because it feels more correct of a yeah, thing. Exactly. All right. Let's anyway, see. what's in a Noble Pursuit? Uh, I'm reading a recipe on this game cocktails blog. And this person says hydromelons, uh-huh. uh, basil, okay, gin, lime okay. juice, syrup. Uh, and that's it. Oh, okay. And you make it a thingy, and I don't. Yeah. Uh, suggested sipping soundtrack: the Gerudo Town medley from Breath of the Wild. Well, ah, uh, d. Da. Uh, okay, so you have to go get this beverage from the bar, but you go to the bar, and the barkeep is like, "Yeah, okay, I'll I'll give that. You, you can bring that to Pokey, but uh, I can't make one right now because I don't have any ice." So yeah, when like, I asked what's in the noble pursuit, I was expecting the answer ice. Oh, I forgot to mention the ice. <laughs> Wait, did this recipe have ice in it? Hold on. Is there an ice cube here? There's not an ice cube here. Just saying. <laughs> Wait a second. 
Wait a second. You can't. Okay, they froze the watermelon. Oh. They froze the watermelon into a sphere. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Okay. Forgiven. Press A to sip. Include the instructions. Yeah, she needs ice. Uh, We're giving too much airtime to this video game cocktails blog. That's too late. This is on the podcast now. I hope it's... I'll edit it out. Okay, good. She needs ice. She needs you to go pick up the ice from the ice house north of town. Uh, North of town, past some cool ruins, is a really cool ice house. Ryan, tell them how cool this ice house is. Uh, It's so cool that water freezes into ice. I don't think Ryan thinks this is cool as I think it is. I think it's. I don't remember it as well as you do. So it's just like a sunken, it's like a buried house, and in there is like a little Oh, yeah, it's a cave! Coming off the mountain. Uh, And there's a lady who just guards the ice all day, and she's like, yeah, this is where the town gets its ice. Yeah, this is a cool place. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, I I love the ice house. It's great. And so she hands you this giant chunk of ice. Oh, the, the lady that works here is only available at like very specific times a day. It's very funny. She will not let you take out ice any other time other than, like, normal business hours. Um, That's interesting. I wonder if there is a reason for that or if it's just for verisimilitude. I think it's to make it so you always have to do this quest during the day when the ice can melt. Ah, Zach is smart. And so you get this big ice cube and she's like, hurry back. Uh, Don't let it melt. Watch out for enemies. And so, like, obviously a million enemies have spawned. Uh. As you in the in the five minutes it took you to grab this giant chunk guys, I feel like I saw this coming and cleared out the ruins, and then there were more enemies when I turned around. It's there's a bunch of lizzle foes there by default. They're like the fire breathing ones, which are especially dangerous when transporting ice. Mm-hmm. You can clear out them, but then a bunch of bokoblins spawn. Uh-huh. Uh, and so on my way back, I was just kind of dodging past Vocoblins, but then I, a Lizzlefoe that I missed walked up to me, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Oh, boy. I missed one, and then he tried to breathe fire at me, and that was bad. It's not too tough. There, there are worse little escort missions in the game. So you you, t- you take him all the way to the end, the ice, him the ice cube, I guess, Yeah. Uh, and then hand it off to the barkeep, and she says, hey, thanks for that. Uh, you can tell Pokey that her drink's waiting for her when she gets back. Uh, you have to go back to Pokey, and because right. <laughs> because she was slumped over the reader, you cannot just warp straight to it. Oh, yeah. You have to hoof it again, and I was so indignant when I realized the game did this to me. It's very, it's, Fun. It's, it's good. When the game can be a little bit of a jerk to you, it's good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah i got her back to her you tell her that the drink's waiting for her and suddenly she's invigorated invigorated and uh sprints off in the desert to go get her drink fun it's cute it's good uh that shrine is a freebie which is funny because it means that um mise suma is like aware that not only aware that this woman is slumped over the nfc reader but aware of how inconvenient it is to get this lady to go away. And so with the incredible psychic forethought of the Sheikah clan is able to say, I won't make Link do any extra work. He already had to lug an ice cube around. Do you suppose that Missy Suma like had something like grander planned 
and like scrapped it like an hour before Link showed up. And, like, oh, okay, fine. You can have this one for free. Could be. I was going to do be. the torch juggling puzzle, but no. Or maybe Misei Suma was like working on something really convoluted and it wasn't turning out. And so she was like, how can I make, how can I get, he's almost here. Um, uh, I'm going to cause a lady to faint. I don't know that she could have that power, but I guess we don't know what powers they have. I also am beginning to suspect that they are constructing these shrines right before you get there. Like portal test chambers, you know. Yeah. Where they just assemble all the panels. Yeah. That would be a cool thing to play with. I don't know that it would be a f- like an entire. I mean, Nintendo can sell that as a game, and I would play that. I don't know if it would be good, but I would absolutely play with like a shrine construction kit. Make some really dumb stuff. Yeah. No, I would just end up recreating dungeons from other stuff. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the keep on the shadow fell. Oh boy. <laughs> That's what but all with that, orbs. But with orbs, that's that's all I would end up doing with it. Let's be real. Uh, what else? I think that's almost it. Oh, the last thing was the sand seal rally. There's a oh yeah. You can race sand seals in this game. It's not quite pod racing. I thought it was <laughs> going to be a little more exciting than it was, but um, the characters. I forgot to research these characters, but they're really good. You have oh, like yeah. the old Gerudo lady who's like the promoter and the young Gerudo lady with the afro who is like the current champ, right? I think she's got sunglasses too. Yeah. They she's... both have sunglasses. Yeah, and she's like the 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 silent type. She's like letting her promoter talk for her. Yes. And, so and the prize for winning like for beating this woman's record is um the orb that you need to unlock the shrine. Yeah, you just, it's like the orb is like literally in front of the shrine. You just move it and put it. Yes. Uh, but it's, you gotta, it's, it's actually like way more animated than I expected because like in the lead up to doing the race, there's a cutscene of all the people in town coming out to watch. Oh, I forgot about that. And then they all cheer and stuff. And it's like, and then the race itself is, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a quick course in the desert. It's cute, but it's not, like, anything crazy. Yeah. Uh, you're not actually racing head-to-head. They did not figure out how to do head-to-head races in this game. <laughs> uh, hopefully that's in the sequel. I would love to see some head-to-head racing stuff. Some uh, mailman racing. <gasps> Where's the mailman? That's, the that's like, a, I hope that's a side quest in the next one, is, like, the mailman shows up and he's like, okay, you guys have not met mail yet? Okay, we need to fix that. The in Breath of the Wild, you're supposed to be in this post-apocalyptic world, and that isn't really expressed very well, except in that they don't have mail. Yeah, the the postman needs to show up and put Link to work and be like, "Hey, we're gonna yeah. revive this. Go get me yep. a person from each culture that has the last name Edder." <laughs> so. That joke wasn't as good. Okay. Uh, you do that, you unlock Raka Zunzo Shrine, which is a freebie. Cool. And then, having done a zillion quests, I went back to Riju, and she said, hey, good job. You can have the Thunderhelm. 
Okay. You can borrow the Thunder Helm. You're not. You don't get it to keep it permanently. You just borrow it. Ah, we'll see who has it at the end of the game. Uh, and that's it. That's the desert. It's cool. It's big. It's a very good. We have a lot of um, cool places. We have uh, the Windfish's Bones. We have a lot of fun characters. Uh, we have a lot of these cute quests. And it's all wonderful. I love it. I love it too. Thank you.